0: Welcome to the Currently Cringing Podcast. I'm your host, Anisha Ramakrishna. I'm a TV personality and entrepreneur. Join me as I spill the chai on my cringeworthy life experiences with a side of dating, pop culture, and lots of laughs. I'm Anisha Ramakrishna, and I'm an Indian entrepreneur and TV personality with big dick energy. I recently left my successful career and my long-term relationship to pursue my own fashion business. I'm single in my mid-30s and
1: I live with my parents. I'm currently cringing and I know you are too. So I call my mom from 7-Eleven and I tell her. I tell my mom, and she's, I'm like, mom, I'm like, so, you know, um. I need to talk to you about something. I'm pregnant. Hey guys,
0: welcome to Currently Cringing episode seven. We continue to spill the chai in part two of my conversation with Jen Shaw of Real Housewives of Salt Lake City.
1: My mom is like, wait, what? And so my mom is like, okay, wait, hold on a second. What? And my mom's so scared for me. She goes, don't tell your father because the mom's always softer than the
0: dad. And right. Yeah. So like, I would understand your mom is now just as scared as
1: you are to tell your dad. Oh yeah. No, my mom told me. Cause I'm kind of like, mom, now this is on your shoulders. I just told yeah. you. Right. And then she's like, do not tell your father. No. Jennifer, do not tell your father. And I'm like, oh shit. This is see this is as bad as I thought cuz my mom is like, now she's in on the secret with me, but she's like, do not tell your father. And she's Absolutely, you not. Jennifer. And and she used my entire name, Jennifer. Jennifer, do not tell your father. Then she says, "Who who is the father? Who is the father of this baby?" And I'm like, "Mom, he's a really he's the president." of the University of Utah student council. He is the star football player. He has a 3.98 average. You know, I'm giving her all the stats because I'm, you know, I'm throwing those down first. We're we we're forgetting a very big. Yeah. And I'm like, <laughs> and she's like, okay, so is he Mormon? And I said, so he just got sports illustrator player of the game last because he had like 10 tackles. My mom's like, okay, where's he from? Uh, Los Angeles, not the Valley, not where the Kardashians are from mom, like the other side, yeah. like where they from Boys in the hood. Yeah. That's where he's from. That's where he's from. So she was like, she's like, okay. So the next thing she says, okay, are you guys getting married? Because again, the Mormon culture and growing up, it was like, hurry and hide it. If you hurry and get married, then no, no one will one's going to know. No one's going to know. And it still appears we are perfect to society. And right? you're
0: young and fertile. So, of course, you had sex on your honeymoon and you're pregnant. And no one really needs
1: to know because we won't literally announce the baby. And then I the know baby's people. there. I know and they're just going to remember, oh, Jen got married and now there's a baby. And yeah, it makes sense. We just won't do the
0: math. Oh, my God. Literally. People people are still doing that, by the way, in the Indian community
1: and even at like 35. That's what happens here in Utah. Yeah. People get pregnant at 18 years old because you're taught don't have premarital sex. Okay. Well, it's not realistic because eventually people are going to. So guess what? They're not. No one wants to talk about. protection protection, because you don't talk about the subject. So then you have all these 18 year olds, 19 year olds getting pregnant. And then you're like, hurry up and get married. That doesn't work because you're having two young people get married. And then, and then, then there's divorce. And then there's, you know what I mean? It's just this cycle. So my mom was like, so are you guys getting married? And I was like, mom, I mean, Sharif wants, yeah, he said he wants to get married, but we weren't like, hey, we're getting married. Yeah. But, yeah. you know, in the Mormon church, it's like, no, we are getting married tomorrow, Jennifer. We are marching over to the, the courthouse exactly. and we won't tell anybody and you will get married and this will be a sacred, you know, yeah. a, a marriage between two people. So when the baby comes, the baby is born into a holy family of right. mother and father in wedlock. And I was like, well, mom, you know what? I, I don't know. And she's like, well, you need to get married Jennifer. And I'm like, okay, mom. I said, sh- he's not Mormon.
0: Okay. He's she's like, Mormon well, when
1: is off. he? And I'm still at 7-Eleven, okay? <laughs>
0: <laughs> and it's raining. Did they know it was an interracial relationship? Did they know? Had they seen No,
1: No, so, no, no, they hadn't met him. Oh, my God. Cause I already knew I'm not from the type of family where I can be like, hey, it would have ended right there. My dad would have hey. sent somebody to like fucking yeah. bury Sharif well, somewhere.
0: They would have sent you to Borough. Fiji. I would have been they shipped. Been in, you would have Fiji.
1: No, yeah, I would have been shipped somewhere, okay? Yeah. Like in today's world, there's sex trafficking. Back then, it would you just shipped people away because you wanted to protect them. Reputation, the family reputation. The and my dad, the family reputation is huge. That's all of us. This was such a disgrace to the family. Like you don't even understand. Like it's just like. It brings the, back all the memories, even talking about it, because I'm like, oh, my God, I'm di- to disgrace your family is literally the worst thing you could do in our culture.
0: And in our cultures, and I'm sure it's the same in yours, the women are the family's reputation. So, yes, you prize the boys, but the family name and it's what the exactly girl does name. is so if the girl does anything, then, well, you ruined your family's reputation.
1: Oh yeah, I, it was so strict. And I know you, you understand exactly what I'm talking about, but so I tell my mom this and I say, well, mom, he's Muslim. And you know, his name's Sharif. Cause she's like, what's his name? So I'm like Sharif. And I was like, I'm not giving you his last name. (laughs) So (laughs) I said Sharif, but I had already told her he was a student body president. And then I said, you know, he's, she goes, well, Okay, he's not Mormon. His name's Sharif. Where is he from? From LA. And then she's like, "Okay, he's white or what? Like what, you know?" And I said, "No, he's he's black." And she's like, "Okay. Okay." <laughs> okay, well, are you guys getting married?" So she goes back to that again. And I go, "Mom, like that's not how it works outside of Utah." Yeah. It's not like I'm pregnant, you're getting married tomorrow. The normal world does not operate like that. And plus, first of all, I am not about to be pregnant in a wedding dress. Okay. Like, let's be real. No. And and one of the big reasons, so Sharif was like, he had already talked about like, let's get engaged because he was going to play for the NFL. He had an agent and was going to go play for the San Diego Chargers. And so that's why he was like, Hey, I want you to come with me. So we had already kind of had conversations about that. And then I got pregnant and I was like, no, Sharif, I am not getting married. So for Sharif, he was like, what are you talking about? But in the, in the community I was raised in, anybody that hurried up and got married really quick was pregnant. Yeah. So I didn't want to fall into that stereotype. Right. Of course. So I was like, no, I don't want to be, I don't want to be pregnant and get married. And also I want to be cute in my wedding dress. I don't want to be pregnant. No, no. So Sharif was like, and again, you remember I was the hope of America. Okay. (laughs) You were the winner. (laughs) Yeah. Hope of America. Like I'm really dealing with a lot right now. So I'm like, okay. So because Sharif's parents his whole family, his, everybody in his life knew I was pregnant from the second I got the pregnancy test. Yes, yeah. And they were happy. happy. Nobody knew in my family, nobody. No one. And I'm about, you know, Christmas is approaching in a, in like a month and a half. And I'm like, okay, I'm going to, I can't just be wearing baggy sweatshirts all the time because they're going to know. And I'm going to be home for Christmas. And so I, my mom said, do not tell your dad, Jen, Jennifer. Jennifer, do not tell your father. So my mom knew about this for a couple months, and I was like, "Hey, it's off my shoulders. I'm going to blame you now, mom, because you know, and you told me don't tell dad." Yeah. So, but so then my mom talks to me, and she's like, "Okay, we're going to tell your dad over Christmas break when you come home." Oh, hi, face, Mary to, face. face to face, right? Because and also, like, it was I was due. March, right? Okay. So my mom's like, we're gonna, and I'm getting to the point where I can't hide it anymore. So my mom, I'm at 7 Eleven, we hang up, okay? I tell Sharif, oh, I told my mom. Well, actually, he already knew I told my mom because my mother researched. she contacted the whatever student body office at the University of Utah because he was the student body president, so he had to go there. He was required to go there for however many hours per week, right? Yeah, so he had a message when he got there to his, to the student body government office when he went for the weekly meeting. Charlene Louie would, would like you to return her call. Oh my god, obviously, he's like, Louie, okay, that's. She related to Jen, You know, so he calls my mom back. My mom. So he calls my mom back. She, he leaves her a message. He's at the, the student body government office at the university. So she calls him back. He answers the phone. Oh, hello. Cause you know his family is very accepting, loving. Yeah, they're excited. They're excited. They're like, "Bitch, we're we're throwing you a bridal or a bridal like grandparents." They're yeah. super excited. So he's so he's thinking he's gonna get that same reception right from my family because that's what is normal in his world. So my mom calls him back and he's like, "Hi, this is Sharif," and she's like, "Sharif, this is Charlene Louis, Jennifer's mother."
0: Oh my god! And he's
1: like, god. "Oh." Oh, hi. It's the first time he's ever talked to my mom wow. and met. Her. Okay.
0: So she you had to introduce
1: him to them. Oh, no, because nope. I was going to, I talked, I mean, I broke the news to my mom. And then my mom, literally, probably when I hung up at 7 Eleven, went ahead and called him, left him a message. So they connected like the next day. Yeah. And she says, So, my daughter, Jennifer, cause I'm, I am not Jen anymore or cakey. Yeah. I am Jennifer. Okay. Yeah. My daughter, Jennifer told me the news. So are you, I need to know your intentions. Are you planning on marrying my daughter? And he's like, well, I mean, I, I, I mean, well, she, we talked about it, but like, I mean, we're not, like getting married like today. And she's like, no, I need to know, are you marrying my daughter? Because you need to be married before this baby comes. But he was ready to marry you, but you were the one who was kind of hesitant. Right. But when we say like ready to get married, it's like, we're not planning the wedding tomorrow. It's like, it still might happen nine months later, 12 months later. My mom was like, no, you need to have put a ring on it today because." Or else this baby cannot come into this world. Oh my gosh. This was serious. Yeah, because you know what I mean? It was, it was like Jen, Jennifer is going gonna, gonna to be a disgrace to the family, yeah. to the community. It's almost like the community was more like the family would keep secrets, you know, but the community is going to find out like where'd this baby come from and Jen's pregnant. And you ruined the family's reputation. And that was the whole thing. I'm going to ruin the family's reputation. That was the whole thing. If you could keep it a secret that I was pregnant, it would have been fine. I mean, it wouldn't have been fine, but it would have been fine. Not as much of a big deal because it would have been hidden and the family's reputation wouldn't have been, you know, disgraced. Like Jen went to pursue
0: uh,
1: further studies in Europe. Yeah. (laughs) Jen went to go solve, you know, cancer. Yes. Obviously. (laughs) Right. Yeah. (laughs) So. Yeah, no, it is, like, such a big deal. And and there's a lot of pressure, I think, too, on my family and my dad because he was, like, the president of the National American Tongan Society. So you have people that are looking for him to, like, have a black mark or fail or, yes, oh, my gosh, exciting. find some sort of fault with him or our family, right? And so – um it was just, it, it was so hard for me. I, I was torn. I felt so bad. I felt guilty. So, and Sharif was just over here, like celebrating. And I'm like, what is wrong with you? (laughs) I am This is the worst time of my freaking life ever, you know? And so my mom says to, says, well, are you, are you getting married? Because, and then my mom says to him, so are you going to convert to Mormonism then? Oh my gosh, why are you having these conversations with my boyfriend? I haven't even introduced you. you. You're You're asking him all these weird ass questions. Like, oh my God, he is going to be like, bye. Your family is weird. And I think that's part of the thing too I was nervous about because I'm like every every person prior in my life in high school that when they got a little taste of my culture or family were like, oh my God, bye. They're weird yeah, you're so weird. This is not normal. So with Sharif, I was like, he's going to leave me. I'm going to be raising a baby by myself. I'm going to be, we're going to be in Tonga. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> this just going to be the, your world, your life. Yeah. Right. right. And so Sharif comes home and tells it. So my mom, of course, doesn't tell me any of this. And then Sharif, I, I see him that, you know, and he tells me your mom called me today. And I'm like, dying inside like why is this happening to me right now like I can't take anymore I'm like your dad still knows nothing oh no my dad knows nothing oh my God. of course not no I, I'm not trying to die today that day <laughs> I wanted to live a little bit a little longer <laughs> yes. so no my dad knows nothing Sharif tells me my mom called him and I'm like wait what my mother called you and he's like yeah she asked, I said, and what'd she say? Well, she wants to, she asked me, am I marrying you? And am I converting to Mormonism? And I'm just like, oh my God. So I put my tennis shoes on, run back to 7-Eleven to call my mom from the payphone Cause I'm pissed. I'm like, mom, why are you calling Sharif? Yeah. Why yeah. would you do this? Why wouldn't you talk to me? Like, cause I'm worried like now he's going to be like, you're so weird. And your family's weird. Like, why are you doing this to me? Right. So I call my mom, I freak out. She's like, well, she doesn't tell me what really, what, what they said, what she said. Well, the other thing I didn't know that she said, and Sharif told me this like a couple months ago, because we were talking about religion and race and stuff. So that's why it came up. And Sharif goes, You know, your mom, he goes, I didn't bring it up. He goes, But you know, your mom told me in that same conversation when she called me, Well, you know, Jennifer has a boyfriend, right? She has a, bo- a missionary that she is waiting for oh to my come God. home what? I literally was, I told Shreve, I go, stop lying. Mom never said that to you. Cause again, this is like three months ago. He's yeah, now telling me recent. this. And go, right. And he's like, no, your mom said that. I go, I started laughing. I go, she said I had a boyfriend. I'm like, that is like blasphemy. I didn't yes. even have her. To say she, she, nobody would date me, let alone a Mormon. Yes. Wow. you know, wow. No. And so Sharif was like, he told me this a couple months ago and I'm like, I, I can't believe my mom did that. But I said, what did you say? And he said, Sharif said, I told her, well, yeah, I don't, I don't know anything about that. Thank God Sharif had enough sense to know. know what was going on because like the magnitude of that lie from my own mother is insane, but that's jeopardized the relationship. If he did believe her, no, my mom, my mom was like, if you're not marrying my daughter today and you're not converting to Mormonism, guess what? You need to go away because Jennifer is waiting for a Mormon missionary to return mom. No Mormon missionaries wanted to date me, let alone a Mormon, let alone excommunicated Mormon. No one wanted to date me. What are you talking about? It was just absurd. And so Sharif was like, uh, yeah, no, Jen didn't tell me that. Like he obviously knew that's was yeah. not true. Thank God. So I told, thankfully Sharif stayed with me through the, all the crazy cause I was like, oh, he's leaving. Like literally every day I was like, oh, he's to- so yeah. going to be gone. And lie. he was, still, he was still there. Right. And then, so Christmas comes
0: and you have to go home for winter break and you're due in March
1: right? So I go home, I'm like in my sweats and like oversized sweatshirts. I'm like, oh yeah, dad, hi. I'm just, you know, comfy and at home for Christmas. So my mom and I am like stressed out and my mom's like, okay, after dinner, we're going to go in the living room around the Christmas tree and we're going to tell your father. And I'm like, oh my God. So it comes to that point. We go into the living room. I just, I remember sitting on the couch. I remember the Christmas tree being lit up and it's me and my mom and my dad. Now my little brother, Jakey, who's the youngest in my family, my mom got pregnant when I was a senior in high school. So when I was a freshman, Jakey was born. So now I'm home. Jakey's like one, like two years old, right? Yeah. Two and a half, something like that. So we're sitting in the living room. I'm trying to avoid my dad the whole time I'm home. So I'm like, it's weird. It's awkward. And I don't want him to like be looking at me.
0: And your dad knowing it's the worst when you know your dad knows you're having sex. It's
1: cringe warming. It's not right. even me being pregnant, it's the fact that he knows I had intercourse. Exactly. I can't even call it sex, it's intercourse. So gross. <laughs> so, right? Oh my gosh, like how in the hell am I going to even like like please let me just like hide, let me run away. I will run away right now and never come back. I do not want to have this conversation. So we're sitting in the living room. My mom is sitting there cuz my mom's scared for me, right? She's like, Oh my God. And now my mom starts softening up a little only because she sees, wow, Jen's pregnant. Like this is real. You know, she's there to like protect me in case my dad tries to kill me. Yeah. Right. She's like very real. I'm right now in my mind,
0: I'm in the living room hiding behind the Christmas tree, praying for all of
1: you. No. So my mom, and you guys, for my mom to keep a secret for a couple months from my dad is unheard of. Same, but she knew. Like Jen, you're gonna die probably. Yeah. So let's not tell him. Let's- we might. This might be our last Christmas. Yeah. Merry Christmas, Jen. And you know what? Uh, Lele. Le. Okay. <laughs> that means go back. You're going back to Tonga. So yeah. so we're sitting in the living room and. Honestly, I was so scared and I have to, my mom's like, so, and you know, my dad's already like, okay, what, what's going on. Right. I think he sensed I was acting a little bit like standoffish and like weird. So we're sitting in the living room and my mom's like, so Jennifer has something to tell you. And I'm like, Oh God, here we go. And so I said, um, dad, and I'm like, mom, cause I'm hoping like, mom, why don't you tell him? Yeah. (laughs) And so, uh, my mom actually had to say, she's like, cause I was like, I'm not saying shit. Nope. I'm fine. Merry Christmas, dad. That's my message. That's what we came in the living room to talk about. And then my mom's like, Jennifer is pregnant. I just remember my dad, like putting his face in his hands and so disappointed in me and shaking his head he didn't say anything. And then he looks at me and he goes, It's okay, you can get an abortion. Isn't that
0: so crazy? Because that's going against everything Mormon.
1: But again, it was what everybody else is going to think, right? Well, I'm I, going to I get, get an abortion. There. If I get an abortion, then this will that yeah. no one's gonna know, Jennifer. I was going to get there,
0: but you got there for me. I was going to ask if that was ever on the table. And I guess
1: it was. No, my dad said that. They were ready to take you. I looked at him and I said, I am like six and a half months pregnant. What are you talking about? Yeah. Absolutely not. No. And he's like, literally like when my dad went silent and then that was his thing. He's like, you know what? It's all right. You can get an abortion, Jen. Jennifer, you can get an abortion. We will take care of this. No, dad. No. And at that point, my little brother, Jakey, who's like, you know, almost three years old, two and a half, walks in. He had his little toy bat, swings it at my dad.
0: Oh, it was
1: a sign. No, literally. I, t- I feel like Jakey knew. He that- knew Reefy, what was coming. He was a baby. Was yeah. And so... I'm breakdown down crying. And my mom is like, "Kaiza, no, this is not, you know what, you know, and I'm like, dad, do you understand what this means in Tongan? Do I need to speak Tongan to you? I'm like in two months, two and a half months going to have a baby. There is no, no, that is not an option. Wow. And I wouldn't, I wouldn't do that, but he was, he's so, he was so angry with me. Honestly, I he was so my dad gets up, he goes, Who is he? I'm like, oh my gosh. Like, mom, can we fucking do this another day? Yes, I don't yes. want to break every single I gotta tell him everything. One thing at a time. Yeah. No. So <laughs> then I'm like, you know, go through the same thing. I'm trying to build him up, give all the credentials. Okay, nope, he's not Mormon. Okay, he's black. And then, but you know, he and I'm going he's a political science major. Yeah. He wants to go to law school. Like, you know, I'm trying to like, but dad, like, listen. And dad, my dad was just like, did he force you? Did he force oh you to have sex? <laughs> because my again, my dad cannot comprehend. There has to be a reason or a justification as to why this happened or why I'm pregnant. Yeah. You and God I mean? forbid his daughter did this? It's not her. No. So my dad was like, I, I basically, at that point is when I had to make a decision where it went against everything, everything, but because I knew what kind of person Sharif was. And I was like, look, he's a very good person. He's genuine. His heart is good. He loves me. I, I, I had enough, you know, sense to know right from wrong. And when it's that time to like make a stance, which is a very hard thing. It's like unheard of in my culture, in my family, but I was like, no, this is the right thing. Like this, he, I knew, I was like, he is a good person. What is wrong? Nothing else matters other than he's a good person. What, Yeah, It doesn't matter that he's not Mormon. It doesn't matter. I'm not going to get married in the temple. Like he's a good person, you know, that's it. But that
0: says something about you because many young girls, Jen, would have listened to their dad and done something and no one would have
1: ever known. And you stood up for Sharif. No, because I knew that that was the right thing. I was, and that's when my, you know, that's when like my i don't know like the the it, that's really when it started why i'm so passionate about like you know civil rights and what is right and treating women right and just standing up for the right thing because i had to make a stance and really get behind it and be like and stand up to my nothing's harder than standing up to your tongue and father being the oldest daughter in a family I can't imagine. And that. I had to stand up to him and be like, "No, wait a minute. This goes against what you guys have taught me because I I'm a good person because my parents taught me how to be a good person, right? So I'm like, this goes against everything you've taught me. This isn't he's a good person. What are That's you talking true. about? It didn't nothing color, race, religion, none of that mattered. It was like, "No, he loves me and he's a very good person and he will be a very good father." I don't know why we're having this conversation, yeah. but again, however many years of 26, 27 years ago, that was not what you did in, in Utah. No. And so you have yeah. the baby. So I have the baby. Um, I bring the, ba- so I my it was just me and Sharif in the hospital. Cause again, my family pretty Your much. Family's just mad. Yeah. Yeah. My mom was still secretly talking to me, but, right? I'm
0: sorry to hear that, but, and I'm sorry you went through that, but I mean, you have beautiful children. Your
1: oh son, yeah. Oh, your wouldn't, sons. Yeah. And that's why I'm, you know, I knew in my heart and, you know, I prayed and prayed, you know, and was like, what, what's the right thing? Cause I'm still Mormon at this time, right? You're Mormon. And did you end up getting married? Yes. Yeah, so we got married when Reefy was five months old. So I had him in March and we got married in August. Cause you know, I I needed to lose the baby fat so I can look like, cute. I want to look cute at my wedding. Hello, I'm not about to have pictures for the yeah. rest of like a million years yeah. and be pregnant. No. So you kind of oh. did this on your own. No, I did it on my own. And you know, my father, like they took very good care of me. They were like, here's, you know, I had unlimited access to money. I had, you know, a car, I had everything. And it was like, no, you're on your own. Yeah. And I was like, okay, well we're on our, we're on our own Shreve. Like my family is like not okay with this. So I remember my brother got baptized. My second to youngest brother, Jared, we went home for the baptism to Orem. That's when Shreve like finally met everybody. So that was in June. That wasn't, Sharif finally met everybody in June of 2000, sorry, 1994. Wow. So Reefy was born March of 1994. The first time Sharif came to, you know, was, was when, uh, Jared got baptized in the Mormon church. And so like the family gets together. So that's when we, uh, were, we were all there. My dad, and I'm sure you'll be like, oh yeah, my dad would do that too. My dad pulls me outside because now what can he do? Like we have the baby, we're together, you know. He's still not really talking. My mom's talking to me, but my my dad would send communication through my mom, basically. Right. And then my dad pulls me, we're in the he pulls me outside in the backyard and he goes, Jennifer. He goes, if you leave Sharif right now, I'll buy you a BMW.
0: Yeah, that makes sense.
1: No, literally. Yes. And I was like, Dad, I'm not. I'm not doing, you're like, what are you talking about? about? And he's like, no, like, he's still holding on to the last string of hope. Like, I know you were forced and coerced into this situation. I'm going to leave him and I will buy you a BMW today. Jennifer, I'll buy you a BMW. I'll take care of you and the baby. You will have everything, but leave him and I'll buy you a BMW today. And I was like, dad,
0: No, no, no.
1: I'm not doing this. I'm not doing that. And so after multiple, like, you know, things like that, my dad would like, I think he finally was like, okay, Jen's she don't want to BMW. She doesn't want me to do, you know, buy a house for her. Like I was like, no, I'm not doing that. Then I said, told my mom we're getting married. So this was Reefy was born in March. We got married in August. We got married. We, we, did the wedding in Las Vegas because his family was in LA and then we had family here. And then from Hawaii, Vegas to Hawaii flights is like every hour. So it was like a good central location for us to have the wedding. So Reefy was five months old. We had the wedding. That was the first time they met his family. Wow. Yeah. So you know, I just want to say you're welcome to my younger siblings because I broke mom and dad in. <laughs> yeah, you, you led, you paved the way for all of them. No. And you know, it's, it's kind of how I've always been. It's like, you know what, this isn't the norm and I might not be the norm, but I'm going to do what's right and stand up for what I believe is right. And courage. It was the hardest thing that I've ever done, but it was like the biggest blessing in my life. Like, our, you know, and Sharif is such a good, good father and, you know, all around. And so, fast forward, Sharif, you know, now, okay, we have a child. Now he's getting a few years older. And I'm like, wait, what religion are, because he's gonna start understanding, right? Yes. How to pray or what, what church we go to. And I said, we need to go to, you know, I don't want our child, our child to be confused on why is mommy doing this? And why does daddy do this? Like, it was very important to me to like have consistency, you know, for our child. So I was like, obviously, Sharif, you're going to get baptized and convert to Mormonism. Mormonism. (laughs) And he was like, uh, no." no. And I was like, what do you mean? No. I had the baby. Yeah. You need to meet me halfway. We're going to convert convert to Mormonism. Why can't you, why can't you do this? And he's like, "Jen, they didn't even accept black people into the church." I didn't even know this. Because they didn't tell You have to understand, growing up in the church, you never question anything. It's just yeah. what you do. you just do it. No, and of course, you're not in Sunday school and they're telling you all the bad things. You yeah. I never yeah ever had heard this in my life until Sharif told me this. So then I'm like, wait, I said, Sharif, what are you talking about? Like, you're obviously, I don't know where you heard this. He's like, no. And Sharif is very like, you know, he was a political science major. He loves history. He's like, he loves world religion. You know, like he's very like, yes. And very educated in everything. Judaism. Islam, Mormonism, all the different religions. So I was like, you don't know what you're talking about. So I call my mom and ask her and I'm like, mom, is it true that the Mormons did not allow blacks into the Mormon church? She's like, yeah, wait, what? Yeah. I didn't know that. I, you know, so I'm like, wait, what, what are you saying? Like, you know? And so my mom's like, well, yeah. And it was like, so then I said, well, okay. Now I'm thinking, okay, there must be a logical reason behind this, you know, so that I just wanted a reason so that I could justify and explain to Sharif Jr. why this happened or why it was that way. You know, we're part of this church and religion, but, you know, this is why, son.
0: And now your child is, you know, mixed race. So your child is half black and now you're part of a religion that did this. Right. And not so, you know, to each his own, but as a mother, you're
1: now thinking of your child as well. Right. I'm being very protective, like, wait a minute. Right. This, I'm taking this very personal. And how are you going to tell me my child isn't good enough to hold the priesthood in a religion I grew up in my whole life? Yeah. Like, how's that even? That's not right. So, with my mom, you know, she really didn't have an answer for me other than, well, her answer was, you know what, Jen, that's just how it was back then. But they're, they can be, it's okay now. They're accepted into the church now. And I was like, okay, but wh- how come not back then? And I'm thinking, okay, was this like 1820, yeah. you know, or something? And, and then I find out it wasn't, you know, until like 1976. Wow. And I'm like, wait a minute. So I was actually on this earth when this was, this wasn't like, you know, huh, the, uh, the war days. Hundreds. Yeah. yeah. No, this is like, not that long ago. Like I'm talking 20, 20 years. Ago. The right. Exactly. No, exactly. So I'm like, wait a minute, mom, like how, I don't understand this. So I went to my bishop at the church. I tried to ask, I tried to really seek. You wanted to do the research and you wanted it
0: to be okay. You wanted it to be right. You wanted a real answer where you could say,
1: okay, right. I can continue to be Mormon. Oh yeah. Because this is all I knew my whole life. Like for life, this was like my identity again. Like I, you know, the Holy ghost spoke to me when yeah. Sharif said the F word, I was like, Sharif, you, yeah. this is not, no, my, my church is accepting of everybody. This is not, I don't know what you're talking about. So when nobody could give me any really answer or explanation at all, I just wanted some sort of explanation, even if it was kind of messed up. I just wanted an explanation, and nobody could give me anything other than that's just what it was at this time. But now they're accepted right now. Right. Because now it's like 1994 or, you know, 1997 or whatever. And I'm like, no, but this is not that long ago. So I don't understand this. And so that's when I was like, I, you know what, I just, I can't, I can't sign up for this anymore. And you know, one thing I appreciated about Sharif and him being Muslim, he never pushed it on me. It was never. And, you know, I know there's different sects of Islam, just like there's different sects of Christianity or any religion. And in, you know, Sharif, the way that he was raised and brought up in, in Islam was, you don't force it on anybody. If somebody asks you about it, then you tell them, but you don't it was very different than the way I was raised with, you know, in Utah being Mormon, it was like, are you Mormon? Well, here's the book of Mormon and you need to have eternal salvation and you won't have a forever eternal family unless you're more, you know what I mean? Like I went
0: to a Christian school. So it's very similar where, you know, I grew up Hindu in the house. And then I went to the Christian school and no one ever told me to tell anyone to become Hindu, but at school, everyone was like, You need to save as many people as possible. So I
1: completely understand. Right. And so that really like resonated with me because I was like, well, wait a minute. He's never once in the five years we've been married ever said you need to be Muslim. Or He was like, this is the right religion for me, Jen. Mm -hmm. It might not be the right religion for you, but it is for me. And that's why I, you know, am am Muslim. He's like, because it's right for me. And that example of what I saw in him and he was just a, you know, a good person. I was like, okay, you know what? I want my son to be like that. Yeah. I want. And so that's when I decided I told him, I said, look, I'm interested in finding out more about, you know, Islam because I really want our son to be raised. You want
0: consistency.
1: Right. I and don't want
0: the example of a good Muslim
1: man. Right. And really it's because of the example that Sharif was, is why I decided to yeah. be Muslim. I mean, there's good and bad people in every religion. My experience and my journey was because of the example I had from Sharif. Like that was what I knew. Um, and, and so, you know, the, so then I tell my mom, which she was just, I mean, at that point, I mean, what's going to surprise my family. Okay. I yeah. mean, <laughs> They're like Jen. What's next? What are you right. doing? <laughs> so I tell my mom, you know, I never. It's funny because I, I, my dad knew, but it was kind of like you just didn't have these direct conversations with him. Because yeah. then he could kind of in his mind be like, "It's not. There's still hope for Jennifer." Right. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, but so my mom, you know, it's funny because Sharif is like. The apple of my mother's eye, okay? You would think, like, my mom doesn't talk about any of her biological children. She's like, Do you know my son, Sharif Shaw? Oh, do you know Sharif? And I'm like, Oh, really? The one that, like, hello? You know what I mean? You're the one you wanted
0: to lie to about the missionary waiting for your daughter? (laughs) Yeah, and the one that
1: you didn't want me to have a baby or get married to, or, you know, and so my mom, you know, when they were like, Oh my God, he's such a good person, like all around. And that's when, you know, I think she was like, okay, well, he can't be all that bad at, you know, the religion he's, this is what he is governing his morals values, right. In life. And so she would, so then my mom gives me some books. She's like, Oh, Jennifer, there's a lot of similarities between Mormons and Muslims." In fact, here's a book for you called Between Mormons and Muslims. And I'm like, thank you, mom. So then it went from, we have a lot in common, you know, there's a lot of similarities with the values and, you know, stuff like that. So, and my dad, like Sharif is like, literally, he's the person everybody goes to in our family. You know what I mean? Like he's the guy. Yeah. He is like, out of all the son-in-laws, out of all, anyone in our family that's who you go to. When there's a problem, that's, the day. we have to have a damn family council and yeah. Sharif the mediator yeah. or Sharif's that, you know, everyone goes to Sharif. They go to Sharif before I even find out. That's wonderful. Stuff. And you can see that from, you
0: know, just the show and you have a beautiful family. So we all know now, honey, he's very successful. Okay. Mm-hmm. And now I want to get to the fun stuff. Okay. And thank you so much for sharing all that because yeah. it's easy. Thanks to talk for about. Me. No, it's easy Get to it talk out. about um, yeah. now, but I can't imagine no one will really understand what you went through except you.
1: That's the no, Exactly. And that's like, once you go through that, it's like, okay, what? Yeah, everything <laughs> else is like, whatever, no big deal. Yeah. right? So
0: you said you spend like well, Sharif said you spend like fifty thousand dollars a month, honey. What are you and buying? I, I want to know.
1: We all want to know. Mean, it's very easy to spend fifty grand a month. I mean, that is like I kind of like. First of all, if You're I throw like a number, only <laughs> if I throw a number out there, throw and it. I might hear it, it. I'm definitely like being conservative. I believe you. What but is I mean, the, what is I mean monthly? if you buy one jacket, if you buy one jacket, it could be 10 grand. So you're it's saying most
0: items, of your, most of your expenditures are on, would you say fashion and
1: grooming? Oh, when I, the 50 grand, I'm like talking just like the clothes. clothes. Yeah, that's just clothes. That's not, that's not like other stuff. Okay. That's not like I need to live and eat or, you know, <laughs> you're like, that's just dressing. No, that is, yeah, that's just like shopping and clothes. But here's the thing. Now, if I didn't work and make my own money, what Coach didn't say is, that's my money. Yes. I mean, it's not my money, it's our money. But I'm not like the other women that are like, go buy me this. No. I money, like, Shar- here's like, here's this much this month. No. No, 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 no. And that's why I feel like it's okay because I'm like, Sharif, you should be, you are very blessed to have me as your wife because I am working. You don't have to buy me anything. Yeah. I'm buying it myself. But then he's like, okay, but that's 50 grand a month. That could just go into our bank account. And I'm like, no, but that's 50 grand a month. You don't have to spend on me. Yes.
0: And you know what? I don't look at it. Like there's a lot of haters out there and Oh, 50 grand. Well, it's your money. You earned it. You can do what the fuck you want with it, hun. I mean, whatever. I would, I'm just hating. I would like to know what other people would be doing if they had that kind of income. I mean,
1: hey, look, if I spend 50 grand a month on clothes, which is what it is, clothes, shoes, fashion, it's not like we still pay our bills, okay? No, I hear that this and I'm like, like wow, Jen is bold. This Bull. is like, uh, like, you know, people have their... Lash, nail, and yeah. hair money. Okay, that's my, I don't know, what do you call it? Uh, petty cash. That's your petty cash. And I, you know, I hear but guess that. what? I earned it. Like, I'm not putting my family in, do you know what I'm saying? Like, well, but I respect you. And even if
0: you are earning it, but wherever it comes from, I look at that and I just want to work harder. I don't look at that and think, Oh my God. And people need to get with the program, be inspired by it, guys, be
1: inspired and work harder so we can get to that level. You know what? I would, I wish that people, women, especially their mindset would be like, yeah, that's a normal thing yes. because you know what? I've, you know, ran multiple successful companies. Yes. I've made a niche for myself within my industry people come to me. If you want me to consult for you, I might have 20 deals a week. Guess what? You want to talk to me? It's five grand. Okay. It's not, it's not, you know, it's a percentage of numbers, right? Right. So if I'm spending 50 grand a month on whatever, I'm not, you know, my debt to income ratio is still very, very low. Like I'm not this, I'm, I'm being smart. Like that's my budget. So guess what? Bust your ass, work hard and you can spend. There's people that spend more than me on 50, fifty grand a month is not hard. I go to Versace, and my bill one shopping trip, just going to Versace, is almost thirty grand. Okay, well, guess what? It's like that's not. It's not crazy when you're buying those types of items, and also they need to get on that level, that mindset.
0: So that's what exactly. You're Stop thinking fifty small. grand is exactly. Don't have a lack mentality. 50 grand, you should be like, oh, I want to work so that that's no big deal for me because it's a big it's no, no big, big deal, deal for you.
1: No, that's like my slush fund. I'm like, you know what? Let me go hurry and do another deal. Okay. You're going to pay me five grand a week. You're paying me 10. You're paying me 20. It doesn't, that's like, that's, that's 12, 13 grand a week. Yes. And now you are
0: 45. I just turned 47 October 4th. Okay. Okay. 47. And I want to know, because you're so woke, okay? And I can see where you get it from because you just told us, you know, how brave you are, basically. What kind of a mom are you? Are you strict? What? Because I love watching your stories on Instagram with your family and your boys, and I feel like you're such a fun mom. But what are you really like?
1: I am, okay, so Sharif is very strict. Yeah, someone has to be I, a strict one, right? I am. I'm strict too, like to us on certain topics. But I'm also like the fun one. Like I don't want like Shrief would be like, you know what? Oh, the boys are getting in trouble, and I'd be like, hold on, Omar, let me go talk to Daddy. Let me razzle dazzle him for a minute. Razzle dazzle. And so I would be like, you know what? We just need to talk to him because I don't want. I didn't want to. I didn't want the boys to get in trouble. You know, Sharif is definitely like the the disciplinarian in our, in our marriage with the boys. Hey, don't get it twisted. I am too. Like I will, there's certain things where I will go off on the boys, but for the most part, I'm like, Hey, are you okay? Do you need money? Do you need money? Do you need this? Do you need that? You know, like, and I think a lot of it does come from as a mom, I, have some guilt because I worked so much. But there's a give and take. You don't spend 50 grand a month on your shopping and you don't work or you are with your kids every second. Right. Everything I do literally is for my kids and my family so that they can have a better life. So we can provide more for them than we ever had growing up. And that's, you know, important that's why I'm doing all of this so that I can set up a legacy for my family and for my kids you know? And, and, and when I say family, I'm talking like, I take care of my family. I can imagine. Like I take care of my family. We're the ones like they come to, we're the ones like, you know, that's, and, and I feel obligated. That's what we're supposed to do. We yeah. give back because we receive a lot. So we, we have to give that back. We're, we're obligated to do that. But Sharif is definitely the heavy hand. I am a fun mom. So I, okay. When Reefy was growing up, my oldest, I was like, I am the team mom for the football team. I am the PTA president. I am like, I want to be everything. They were like, "Ma'am, we don't need you to come to school today." Yeah. <laughs> okay, yeah, we don't need you have we, we, come. No, this just, yeah, I'm like, no, I need to be here because I'm dealing with like, in Utah, it's very the women in the Mormon religion. It, you you don't work. Yeah. The the women stay at home, so I was like go, doing double time because I'm working and I'm like, and I need to show, I need to be here and do everything that the wives do that stay at home, and then so our boys are ten years apart. We tried to have. I had like four miscarriages. Okay. Did you ever freeze your eggs? Did you do IVF? No, I've been trying to freeze my eggs now, and Shrieks like, bitch, you old. What are you talking about? Like, <laughs> Why you want more? You want more? Yeah, I love, I yes, I want more babies. I mean, I don't want to birth them. Look, everybody that says being pregnant was the best time of my life. No, it fucking wasn't.
0: No, I believe you. I have friends and oh. they tell me the truth. And that's, that's what I'm here for. I'm like, oh girl, it was the worst time of my life. So you had four miscarriages and so four. my brother and I are 11 years apart uh, just because he was an oopsie. So you actually wanted more children and you had two.
1: I wanted more children, you know, because in Utah, <laughs> you're supposed yeah. to have them every two years. Exactly. Like, there is a plan, a blueprint <laughs> here in Utah. It's every two years because you want them to be able to grow up, play together, all that stuff. We, I had four miscarriages. So then I was like, you know what? I don't know what's going on. We're just, I apparently I can't get pregnant, whatever. We At least we were blessed and we just had one. Wow. We have refi. So- that's what we were like, okay, we, we just have brief Right. So when I got pregnant, I didn't know. I thought I had cancer and I thought I was dying. So I went to my family because I Googled it and I was like, I was tired. I was sick. So yeah. I literally knocked on my door, my mom's door. My sister, Jessica opens the door and I'm like, Jessica, I came to tell you I have cancer. Oh my God, you web MD'd yourself. Yeah because like what? So Jessica, my younger sister, I'm like, yeah, I have. I just wanted to let you know this, and I'm in tears. I'm literally distraught because I googled all the you symptoms. Diagnosed like, yourself? Yeah, I diagnosed myself, obviously, and that's because again, remember, I'm a hypochondriac. I'm the one person. Oh, okay, okay. So I'm like okay. convinced. I this is what's happening with me. Because <laughs> why would I think I'm pregnant? I had four, four miscarriages. Days. I can't get pregnant. So I went to my mom's house, bawling my eyes out. Tell, I informed my sister of my diagnosis, my self-diagnosis. And then to this day, my sister's like, you are such a bitch. Remember when you, you like scarred me for life when you came to mom's and told me this? So then I went to, I remember being at the grocery store calling Sharif. And he. this is when he was an attorney. And I was like, I am so like, Sick and tight, and like I had all the you know, my boobs hurt so bad, like on another level. I was like, Sharif, you don't understand. And he and I'm, and you know, when I'm walking through Albertsons, which was the grocery store, yes, at that I time remember
0: we used to have it here too.
1: Yeah, I was like, Should I get a pregnancy test? And I was like, No, there's no way. Yeah, but then I was like, You know what? Let me just grab some. I grab a few pregnancy tests, go home, I take the pregnancy test thinking this is so stupid. Because I'm, I know I'm not pregnant. Again, this is nine years later. We have tried. I've had four miscarriages. Wow. My oldest son is like nine years old. Okay. So I take a pregnancy test, not thinking anything, just kind of like ruling it out, just like, you know, it says positive. I take four pre four more pregnancy tests. They all say positive. Shreve comes home, I tell I show him the test and tell him, and he goes, No. Go get a blood test. I don't believe it. Cause we'd been through so much, yeah. right? With, yeah. and, I, and so he was like, he didn't even believe it. He's like, yeah, it's probably wrong. I'm like, yeah, you're right. Okay. So we still didn't believe it, even though I had four positive pregnancy tests at home. So I go to the doctor, I tell them, I think I have cancer and <laughs> start running some tests. So they start running tests and, you know, and I tell them the symptoms are like, wow, something's, yeah, really wrong. That with doesn't you. sound right. Yeah. Yeah, no, something's wrong with you. And I I show them my printout from the internet. Look, these symptoms, I have all of these oh, symptoms. Jesus. I am losing hair. I am tired. I am fatigued. I I have body aches and pains. I'm vomiting. Like I of course it's not pregnancy because I couldn't get pregnant. So they're like, "Okay, like this is legit. We're going to start doing all the tests." So they bring in, they start drawing my blood, they start doing all the tests. They take the urine sample. They send the blood tests off. Somebody, a nurse comes back in and she goes, okay, so we sent the blood samples off. She goes, but you do know you're pregnant, right? And I'm like, wait, what? Because that was from the urine test. And I said, no, I won't believe that until a blood sample test comes back. So the blood tests come back and she's like, you're pregnant. And I'm like, are you serious? I go home and tell Sharif. He didn't believe me. He had to call because he was like, "No, you are not pregnant." Nine years later, four miscarriages later, yeah, and you had gone through a lot. Right. We didn't want to get our hopes up yeah. and like. So come to find out, I'm pregnant, and I'm like three and a half months pregnant. Wow. At that time, you know, and so my oldest son, Sharif Jr., is probably never going to have a baby because he saw me being pregnant. And he's like, I'm never doing this, <laughs>
0: like, <laughs> but now you have like a beautiful family and you have a second blessing.
1: Oh my gosh. And Omar is like the best. Oh, um, Sharif junior. My oldest is like, like me. Yes. And he's like a perfectionist. He's Dr. Shaw. He's applying to law school, medical school. I feel bad when he has finals. Cause I know what he's going through. He's freaking the fuck out. If he misses one answer. Right. Yeah. Um, my youngest is Sharif's mini-me. He is the exact opposite of Sharif Jr. Sharif Jr., we go on family trips. His clothes are color-coordinated, folded, packed inside the suitcase. That's how I am. That, no, that's how my oldest son is because that's how I am. Yes. My youngest, he will pull the clothes out of the dryer, throw them in the bag. He doesn't care if he has two matching socks and go. My oldest son is like, Mother, please tell Omar to get his feet off my bed. They're dirty.
0: I'm the same way. I'm type A, OCD, all
1: those things. So I get it. No, and that's how I am. And my oldest, I feel bad, but I I know you got all that from mommy. I did. No, actually, we
0: have a divo. It's my dad. It's funny because my mom, everyone thinks she's the diva, but she's actually very relaxed all the kids ended up like my dad so my poor mom has all these psychotic type a people moody meltdowns yep. meltdowns every day so That's my me. mom has to <laughs> my mom my poor mom she has three and so people think i'm an only child i am not she has to deal with all three of us and my dad so each day someone is having a meltdown and she has oh, to yeah. like Do the calm down. It's going to be okay every day. The poor woman.
1: Oh, my gosh. So you and I are very alike. That's exactly how I am. That's how my oldest is. And then my youngest is just like Sharif. And Sharif is like your mom. He's like, you know, we can get happy. Go lucky. The cheerful one. Yes. Yes. And I'm like, you know what? The world is about to end because you put the darks in with the whites. Yes. And I don't know what I don't know. I don't know what's going to happen now. And coming back to the teddy bear, how we're teddy bears inside,
0: I don't know if you're like this, and we will see it on the show, where I will fly off the handle, and then an hour later, I will say, I'm sorry, I lost my shit, can you please forgive me? And then other people are like, that's not how it works, Anish, you don't just move okay, on. Okay, wait, Anish,
1: are you literally part of my family? <laughs> I'm just you must you be my, my sister. Because we're the oh, same. that's it's how I am. I oh. will literally, I will beat the shit out of my sister. And I'll be like, you know, but I love you. And if anybody tries to mess with you, yeah. I'm like, no, because I, I'm such a teddy bear inside. I, I feel like I, I try to explain this and I try to explain my culture. Cause I feel like if I can explain my culture to people, they'll understand more.
0: Yeah.
1: Of where why the sense giving comes from. Yeah. Right. It's not very, they're like, everyone's like, Oh, Jen's a hard ass. She's over here. No, I'm the her. We're the ones right. that cry. Are you kidding me? My husband is like, okay, now what? I literally Koa, we, we were at the studio. Koa was doing a fitting. Okay. <laughs> I was bloated. He, he went to measure me and I'm like, he looks at me and I'm like, what? And he goes, Oh no, it's fine. And I go, Koa, because, you know, it, the, it, I was a little bit more bloated than usual. Yeah. That's the, the downfall of having a fashion company, You yes. you know. Yes. Koa has my measurements on every other day basis. Yes. And so yes. then he gives me a weird look, and I'm like, are you kidding me? I have a meltdown. I call Sharif. It's like 1 in the morning because we're working late for a deadline. Yes. I'm going, Sharif? He's like, hi, cupcake. He's asleep, okay? Oh, cupcake. <laughs> and he goes, I said, Koa thinks I'm fat? Oh. Oh my God. He just measured me. And you know what? I said, do you think I'm fat? Sharif Sharif was like, what the hell? I'm not even there. That's what like are you talking about? 1 he's like, no, what? No, I don't. And I'm like, but I'm bloated. So do you think it's just, I'm bloated or do you think I'm fat? Sharif is like, what the hell are you talking about? But he's dealt with me for 26 years. So yeah. he's like, baby, you know what? You're just bloated. That's it. Yeah. It's just like literally like, you know what? And I'm pretty sure Koa, maybe Koa didn't do the measurements right. He probably did it. It's Koa's fault. It's always Koa's fault or Stuart's, yeah. literally.
0: But I will say, just like the sun, we don't go outside because of the wrinkles. I, I kind of stopped crying because I, I ain't nobody got time
1: for those wrinkles either. I only like to cry. Like, if I cry, it's because something because you disrespected my family. Yeah. Or you hurt your family or something like it's that. It's something like that. Yeah. I ain't crying just for some bullshit. No, same. No. It, oh. That's because I, and if, you know, I'm very, and I try to explain this. I'm like, you know, I'm very passionate. I love, I go all in. If I call you my friend or family, like I'm there. Like right. I will go to jail for you. I will do whatever. And then we'll feel You're loyal it out. to the bone. Right. So that's why, you know, I've had people come to tell me this all the time. They're like, Jen, you should just lower your expectations for friends because that's why you get disappointed. And I'm like, that's why I have what? three friends. <laughs> so do I, I think I have two.
0: <laughs> Everyone's like, oh, you're such a bubbly personality on social media. I'm like, actually, I'm very private. And so someone will piss me off. And I'm, I'm like, I'll I'm never talking to you again.
1: No, because we put so much into it
0: because we expect people to treat us the way we
1: treat them. Right. Right. And so I can't even tell you how many people are like, Jen, just lower your expectations and you won't be so hurt. Well, then I don't want to be your friend. If yes. you're not, then you're not. a this friend. Is, this is what I am doing. So like, you know, I think like definitely people will see it on the show. They're like, Oh my God, Jen's why is she going zero to a hundred? It's, I literally, I'll go zero to 100, but I'm very much like, let's talk about it. Because you what love the hardest. The yeah. What is the problem? Tell me. Yeah. Tell me what the problem is. And then well, I'll go zero to 100, and then I'm back down to zero.
0: Yeah. And then yeah. I'm
1: like, I love you. Okay, sorry. I don't want the contention or tension if you're my friend. I don't. I don't like that. Same. I can have it. We can have our disagreements, but if you're my friend, Then we're gonna talk about it and then we're gonna move on. Right. You know, and that's why I go, I get very angry. I go zero to a hundred when I because I'm hurt. I'm genuinely hurt because I'm like, wait, you're so I'm I thought you were my sister. (laughs) Why are you doing this?
0: Exactly. Yeah, I get it. I hear you. But you're so fabulous and gorgeous. Really quick for the people, what is your routine, your skincare, your diet?
1: Oh my gosh! Do you
0: exercise? Do you eat healthy? What's
1: a day in your life like? You know what? I health? eat. I I do eat fairly healthy. Um, I do eat fairly healthy. What, but do I exercise? I used to. I don't even know how I did this before, but I would, would be up at four 30 every morning. Oh. Religiously, I had a trainer. I would exercise. You know, I swear, since I started filming and the, the last year, I'm like, yeah, no, I need to sleep. Yeah, yeah <laughs> when, exactly. you know, I need I need to sleep. So that's when I discovered M Sculpt. Okay. Okay, and I know M Sculpt. I do M Sculpt. So that's why you're so thin.
0: They do the. It's like, oh, yeah, sure. You're good. the machine's gonna do fifty thousand push ups or crunches.
1: Twenty Sign thousand. Yeah, exactly. Sign me and, up. We're all about multitasking and our return on investment and making the most of our time, right? Yeah. So what I do. So twenty thousand crunches and twenty thousand lunges. Yes. Put that on me, and that's what I'm going to do. Yeah, We don't have the arm ones out here in Utah yet, or I'd be doing those. <laughs> well, we yeah, we don't have the arm
0: ones here either. But last question, and then we're signing off because you got to go and you're Victoria a big is like,
1: bitches, I Victoria's am Victoria's
0: like, shut the fuck up. So <laughs> literally just said that to me. So uh, <laughs> last question for the people, right? What yes. do you want people... To really know about you. What do you want? What's your message?
1: You know, what I want everyone to know about me and, and my message is I want, it's important for me to know, like to represent minority women out there, minority women in business to let you, you know, any minority woman out there to let you know, no matter what anyone has told you, no matter how put down you've been in your life or told no, you can do it. Yes it's not easy it is hard work but you know i feel like the biggest blessings are given to those who continue to persevere and push through and right when you're about to give up that's like your test push through that and, and because that's why every not everybody owns a business not everyone's successful because it takes a certain type of somebody yeah. but instead of like you know it being the norm for white women to be successful, I want it to be the norm for women, minority women, to be successful. I want that to be the norm, where it's not like, oh wow, she's she's minority. Yes, she's a woman. I hope that I'm still here on this earth when it is the normal thing for like nobody's blinking an eye. It, it that is what, like yeah, of course that's yes. what's happening. You yes. know, I, I hope I can bring my personal culture, Tongan, Hawaiian, Polynesian to the forefront where people are like, Oh, that's your tongue in and you're successful. And now we know what that is. If I can bring more visibility to my culture, that's really what I want to do. Um, I feel like as, as you know, the stories I told you about my dad, as crazy as it sounds, you'll get this. I'm closest to my dad. Of course. You know, your
0: post about your dad and it made me cry.
1: Yeah, and so that's something that I had to deal with and go through in, in season one of the show okay. because I didn't want to deal with it, you know, and I was the strong one. Yeah. But really inside, I'm really not strong, I'm soft. So um, I just want to, you know, hopefully bring visibility to, to our culture and make it the norm for women of color that, yeah, we're, we're boss bitches, we run businesses, we're smart, yeah. and this is what we do. Like, I want that to be the norm. And
0: speaking of boss bitches, drop your business, honey. Where can we find out about your fashion company and its couture? I know you have your own line. Tell us about it and drop the website
1: and your Instagram. So at The Real Jen Shaw is my personal Instagram, jxafashion.com. We do couture. We have, you know, different lines of clothing on there. We have a line coming out. That you'll see soon, and then we have beauty lashes. You know, Shaw Squad marketing. You know, we do it all. But the fashion is really a passion of mine because I supported my husband through law school, and I didn't go to FIT because I supported him through law school. You're so now this- go to FIT, hun. It's in <coughs> you. it's in you. No, so this is why this is why I'm so passionate about it because this is like I've always had this love for fashion, and so now. I'm at the point where I can like, okay, I couldn't go to FIT. So now I'm just going to start my own company and hire designers. And we're going to, I'm going to go through this learning process with, with these designers. So we're hiring, we have a bunch of interns, but i I always joke around. I'm like, okay, I'm, I'm, I'm the intern. Teach me, teach me what they're learning today. Yes. You're open to learn. Yeah.
0: That's how you succeed. But Thank you so much for being so open and real and genuine. You are beautiful inside and out. And I'm so grateful that you joined my podcast. Speaking of minority women, I'm one of the few women in this world
1: of men. I'm
0: a minority female with a podcast.
1: So thank you. Well, and that's why I just want to tell you, thank you. I love you so much. And I think one of the reasons you and I connected long ago was because I recognize the same things that I value in you. Like, attack, like. Yeah. Yeah. Thank and you. please give your grandpa a big kiss for me. I and will. I, you know, I'm coming for him. <laughs> I will tell him. I will. Thank you so much Jen. Thank
0: you. Love so- you. Bye. Bye.
1: Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365 day returns on your next order. quince.com slash style. Thank you so much for sipping the chai
0: with me this week. If you like the show, remember to rate, review, and subscribe. You can also find me on Instagram at Anish Ramakrishna. I would love to hear from you. Join me next week for more chai.